Jessica Libor, and I am an artist, educator, and curator. If you're an artist who wants to create an amazing and fulfilling career in life, this podcast is for you. I'll be sharing inspiration that has worked for me and art world insights and tips. My goal for this podcast is to help you feel in control of your art career and empowered to be the best artist that you can be. Hello, Nancy. Hi, Jessica. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I am fabulous, and I feel so privileged to be getting this little peek into your um, into your abode of um, paintings. <laughs> For yes. those of you listening, I can see Nancy in her studio area. So it's one of my many studio areas. This is my kitchen. <laughs> oh wow, wow! Well, there's a lot of art in your kitchen. There is a lot of art in my kitchen. I have a whole setup on my kitchen table. Uh, because I teach, so I teach using a screen and a, and a setup, um, like most profess- art professors do. And so, because it's here, it's very handy for doing any kind of Zoom uh, workshop or class or portrait mm-hmm. group. So, what Amazing. you see behind me are tons of portraits. <laughs> from yes, here. I do see that. That's incredible. But That's I also cool. have a studio upstairs. My husband is incredibly. Uh, uh, he, he's fine with it. <laughs> he's really nice about it. That's awesome. Sounds like you guys are um, a good match then. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah we are. Um, so for those of you who do not know, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about Nancy. Nancy B. Miller is, um, is an artist from the Philadelphia area, and we actually met during getting our MFAs at the Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts. Um, we both graduated 2014. And so I was super happy to get to know her there. And um, you actually helped me get my first professor job, which I will never forget. <laughs> happy to do it. Yes, she's amazing. So she is an amazing teacher and she's an amazing artist as well, who continually blows my mind with her proficiency. And um, so, a couple of things about Nancy. So she went to the Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts. She also studied at the University of Pennsylvania and the University of Edinburgh, Scotland, which I love Scotland too. It's that was so great. It was a wonderful year. Oh, I'm jealous. Isn't that such an amazing city? It's one of my favorite cities in the whole world. It's just a great city. Yeah. So you've been there, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I went there. Um, when I finished my undergrad, I I had a friend from college who lived there, like her family was from there. And so she moved back there and she invited me to stay with her for two weeks. And so I went there for two weeks and I was just like, I can't believe this place exists. It's so fairy tale, it, like a dark fairy tale. Oh, exactly. And that is really what it's like. It's like a Gothic fairy tale. It's just yeah. beautiful. It smells good <laughs> because of the breweries. And I don't know what else, the sea is nearby. Yeah. It's just a beautiful city. And it feels very literary too. Like when you Super. walk around, there's just like books everywhere. So many bookshops. And mm-hmm. isn't that where they wrote Harry Potter, the author? Um, I don't know where she actually wrote it, but she's Scottish. So it could, okay. be, could be that she wrote it there. Or she's well, it feels there. very magical. And that's very cool. Um, so yes, you studied there and you have been an instructor. You're an instructor at lots of different colleges. Um, among those, Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts, 
Um, where else? Mainline Art Center, Wayne Art Center, um, Harkham, Montgomery County Community College. Um, also, um, I did not know that you were the um, president of the Alumni Association for the Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts. <laughs> that makes me really happy because <laughs> I was president partly while I was a student there for my MFA. And I had initially said, no, 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 I'm busy getting my MFA when, when I was asked. And they said, no, no, it'll make it easier, which in, it, in some ways it did. But huh. I, didn't, I didn't really want people to know about it. I mean, I wasn't hiding it, but I didn't trumpet the fact that. Okay, okay, wow. Like, well, um, That's very great cool. that you didn't know. <laughs> yes, and you have been, you are uh, represented at several different galleries in the Philadelphia area, Gallery 222, Artist House, G. Watson, Newman Saunders, and um, Sherry French Gallery. I know that closed, but um, that was in Chelsea. And you have also been, um, you've also exhibited with Eric Contemporary. Just I got a it. little plug there. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and then um, you have also, been featured, you've been written up so many times, won so many awards. Um, you've been written up in the New York Times, hello, and um, the Philadelphia Inquirer, Mainline Life, and a whole bunch of other things. So um, Nancy is a lifetime artist. She's amazing. And I just want to read her artist statement because it's so perfect for her work. In the richness, the richness of the world is almost overwhelming, crowding in at us from all sides and using every sense organ to make itself known. In my art process, I process this sensory um, overload by simplifying and focusing, by gathering up and presenting little stories people and objects tell as they relate to each other visually in space and time. I believe all the passions and problems of the living world can be read in the gestures of family members, in the tender or aggressive play of young children, in the glance of a dog at her owner's hand, in the way a passing cloud reflects in a pond, and even in the humble way still life objects cast shadows on a tablecloth. And then um, I love your last sentence in your second paragraph. It says, unexpected or inexplicable details in an image may trip up a viewer's accustomed visual progression, causing them to stop and look again. I love such speed bump moments, which cause us to pause to appreciate something new in a familiar situation. Such pausing can help us see past the veil of our assumptions, allowing a brief glimpse into the boundless universes contained within things we think we know so well, but which are more complex than we can possibly comprehend. I like to remind myself of the profound unknowableness of the known world. Beautiful. Wow. I can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. When did you, did you write that in um, during your MFA? Would you? Uh, probably. Yeah. I, I, I probably wrote it right after like 2015 or 2016. I haven't okay. looked at it for a while, but still, it still holds true. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, um, yeah, so our, our focus for today's podcast is about doing challenges as an artist. Um, <clears throat> and I know that you um, have done the Strata Challenge and this is your third year doing it. Third well, grade? It's, it's, a, it's kind of complicated. The Strata Challenge happens twice a year. Oh. So 
and this is my I know isn't that a little funny that yeah. but it's January every January and September and this is my fourth time doing it so it's my second year but soon to be my third year you're, you're close <laughs> wow so this is your fourth time doing it then yep okay <laughs> and what does that entail so this particular challenge uh, caught my eye. There's so many challenges out there and they're all very interesting and have different rules and uh, whatnot. This one caught my eye because it's a challenge to paint every day for one month, either the month of September or the month of January or, or both, and then to post the painting so that uh, you can't like stockpile. You just have to paint and then post, um, mm -hmm. which sort of keeps it fresh and, and honest. And, um, and to paint only from life. So no, not using any um, photo references um, or mm -hmm. videos. So that's been fascinating really. Uh, and I do paint a lot from life anyway, but to have to paint every single day and then post it is, is it's challenging. <laughs> it's called a challenge for a reason. It, it's quite challenging. And these aren't just um, like ink or watercolor paintings, like quick sketches, these are like, oil paintings that you do every single day? Yeah, I mean, it's not coming out of nowhere. There's something called the daily painting movement, which you've probably heard of. Um, mm -hmm. There's a whole group online, the daily painters. A really wonderful artist named Carol Marine wrote a terrific book called Daily Painting. And she mm -hmm. talks about it as a practice for uh, growing your, your work and learning more about yourself and, and honing your craft. So there's so many good outcomes for daily painting, but uh, this really takes it to a sort of amps it up because you really have to do it and you really have to post every day or you're disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I was traveling one year in, in September mm -hmm. and I had to spend all day in airports and I, I jumped through a million hoops in order to do a little watercolor drawing. I, had misplaced my sketchbook. I thought, oh, I'll just do it in the airport. There'll be all this downtime. There wasn't any downtime. Huh. I was dashing to meet my flight. All kinds of things happened, but I did it. And I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I can't say it was the most amazing painting ever done, but it was really, you know, it was a good thing to, to sort of force yourself to, yeah. to do things like that sometimes. Yeah, and I could imagine that it really helps you um, build like your promise keeping to yourself, would Correct. you think that it does? Yes, that's, that's a very good way to put it. It does. Uh, so many times I at least say, oh, I'm gonna paint all day today. And you know, mm -hmm. then one thing or another comes up. And I'm actually a very hard worker. I paint a lot, but even so, when you have to really do it or you're gonna be you know, DQ'd and to paint from life too, it, mm -hmm. it's, um, it can be a little bit of a, a, a motivation. To, to really do the work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, what's the craziest thing you've ever painted during one of these challenges? Oh or my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, I'm not sure how wild, I'm not a wild and crazy kind of painter, but, <laughs> but um, one thing that I did do, which was, it's interesting because you get a little, you, you sort of think you'll have a million things to paint but actually you kind of run out of ideas at a certain point or because mm -hmm. it's from life, it's not, you know, you have to try, I try to finish a painting a day. And, and so you start looking around for inspiration. I mean, there's tons of things that you can paint, but you want to feel it. You want to feel it, not just copy something. So one day I was looking at a uh, 
this was last January, I was looking at a Christmas ornament that had been left behind <laughs> after oh. we took down the tree. Do you know how that is? You move the sofa and there's, yeah. oh, there's, there's a Christmas ornament that fell off the tree. And it was just so beautiful. I took it up to my studio and I set it down and I happened to set it down next to some onions that were there to be painted. And Oh, and I know this painting. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know the painting you're talking about. It was a big hit. And it was so funny because I just was, I was just searching around. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I just wanna paint those darn onions again. You know, I love onions, but. <laughs> but then when I set the, the, the purple uh, shiny ball from the Christmas tree next to the onions, somehow it really opened a door into a different way of looking at the whole setup. And yeah, I was super inspired and did a very quick one-shot painting that really um, has been a big hit somehow, <laughs> you know, at least online. Got a lot of, got a lot of likes and follows from that one. And, and right now it's showing an Abend Gallery in Colorado. And oh, so it, oh, amazing. Yeah, so it, it's funny how that can happen. Just that, that was cool. And I thought kind of emblematic of what can happen during these mm -hmm. kind of challenges. Just different things happen. It's not what you expect. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of, um, you know, that, that wisdom from many different artists actually floating around that like your masterpiece doesn't come from like trying one thing. It comes from like, you just do a whole bunch of paintings and then one of them ends up being a masterpiece. Wow, that's really good. I think that's really true too. Um, and sometimes it's not the thing you thought <laughs> was going to be the masterpiece. It's, yeah. uh, you, get, you get sort of surprised. Yeah. Uh, like I, I bet that um, Leonardo da Vinci probably didn't think like the Mona Lisa was going to be his great masterpiece. Probably not, although he really liked it and he carried it around with him for years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he did like more ambitious, bigger paintings. You know, he did other things. Um, uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was amazing. And I just think about when we were, uh, just when we were in, in, in at PAFA in our MFA program, we learned so much about contemporary artists that was so exciting. Mm -hmm. There was one guy, I think you were in this class with me. We learned about this guy whose name I'm blanking on, but he's, I think he's South African and he does huge like ink drawings and um, sort of uh, animated pieces. And uh, I'm uh, it's like on the tip of my mind, but at any rate, this guy, he talked about how he was so shocked that this is, what he does like he he thought this was just something he did for fun alongside his serious work oh suddenly someone somehow caught on that oh you're doing these little ink drawings well we'll put some up you know in the gallery next to your serious work and then all anyone wanted to talk about were his interesting playful ink drawings right. and, and it just snowballed from there and now he's like i can't believe it it's just like the fun stuff for me i didn't think yes. i could didn't think this I would be that. This That's could really be it. <laughs> that it had to be serious and hard work. <laughs> instead, it's playful and fun. It's amazing. You know, I, I I definitely have my work kind of divided into that as well. Like I have my big, you know, my oil paintings, which require a lot of foresight, and then I have my little ink sketches that are just like, oh, I think I'll just do something today, you know. Mm -hmm. And but I think that there's a freedom in in those little you know, fly by night pieces that, you know, they really capture something of your imagination. Yes. And I think people respond to that. Oh yeah, I actually love your little sketches a lot too. I do see what you're talking about. But uh, you know, your big serious paintings are, are also wonderful. Yeah, I don't think it has to be one or the other really. It's not right. like, 
your little playful things are the real good thing and your serious yeah. is not, that's not always the case. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. Um, they can both be good in just different ways. That's very true. And how do you feel like your art has improved or changed from doing these challenges? It's really improved. Um, it's kind of mm -hmm. exciting to see that because at a certain point in an artist's life, hopefully you're always improving, always growing. I mean, I'm sure that's always everybody's wish, but sometimes it, the progression slows down a little. <laughs> so you, you, it's not exactly standing still, but it's maybe not as obvious. And these challenges sort of jumpstart that. Uh, mm -hmm. It speeds things up because you're painting, you're having to think on your feet. And you're like, oh my God, I got to react quickly. I got to get this done. And, it's actually really good for you. And and I have noticed every time I've forced myself to do, <laughs> I have to say at time four, I'm forcing myself to do it now because, you know, I know how hard it's going to be at a certain point. And, um, but if I can just get through it, I know that my work will improve in so many ways. And also my thinking will improve. It kind of frees you up a little in some odd way, takes down yeah. some of the walls, you know, that you build in your head. Yeah, yeah, because for me, a lot of times I get stuck in like similar subject matter. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of artists kind of have that as well. Um, so I could see how something like the Strata Challenge would encourage you to broaden your horizons a bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it, it does seem odd that having constraints would make things freer, but it is in fact what happens. So you have these constraints and um, for some reason that kind of frees up certain areas of your brain and you can just be more creative within a smaller range, so to speak. Yeah, I love that. Um, do you feel like, do you feel like having those restraints can or, you know, picking some restraints during like your regular studio times, like not when you're doing a challenge. Do you think that that helps you? Oh yeah, and I think that's why you see so many artists and we all do a series at certain times. Yeah. And I think it, it seems especially popular now. I've noticed a lot of people mm -hmm. releasing different series. And I think because it, it helps focus you uh, to say, I'm just going to paint, well, I don't know, friends of mine, or I'm going to paint uh, beautiful women, you know, with a gold background or whatever it is, whatever mm -hmm. it, it is that's exciting to you. Uh, if you just really hone in on that and do only that for a certain period of time, even if it's not your only work, you're doing other things too, uh, you're definitely going to go deeper and uh, stretch your, your abilities and your yeah. mental capacity. You're going to have new revelations too. Mm -hmm. So it is, it's always good to to focus like that, I think. Yeah, I'm reminded of um, Monet. Was it Monet? I think it is Monet. He did um, a series of the Cathedral of Notre Dame. Uh -huh. He did like, you know, over 20 paintings That's from right. the exact same angle. Mm -hmm. That's of, a fantastic thing. <laughs> and he just like did it during all different times of day so that all the shadows and all the lights were like different colors in every painting. You can Google it. It's like, yeah, it's amazing to see that he was, he was so, you know, transfixed by that beautiful thing. But I guess he did that with um, his water lilies as well. I mean, he did a lot of series like that in his haystacks. Yeah. So he was someone who did work in series, maybe before that was a thing, before that was called, I'm going to do a series. He just did, right. it, did it very naturally. Um, 
Yeah, like an obsessive thing like this. I'm obsessed with this right now. So I'm just going to keep on painting it because I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think there is, at least in some of them, maybe the Rouen Cathedral, he was obsessed with trying to capture light in different ways. And he, mm -hmm. instead of trying to capture light all over the place, like on a barn yeah. and on a person's face and on a lake, he just sort of said, no, I'm going to do it just here so I can really see the differences. Oh, so good. So, I know, right? So it was really an amazing project. Yeah, I totally recommend you Google Google, uh, Google that because it was uh, incredible. And his haystacks too. I remember seeing them when I was a kid. I had to, I went to visit the Clark Art Museum in Massachusetts and they had a display of these haystacks. I don't know if they owned them or if it was a traveling exhibit. I was a teenager and mm -hmm. I was shocked. I mean, I was just literally like shocked. Wow. <laughs> like, oh. He, he painted things like 10 times. Oh my God, and they're all different, but they're the same. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was such a revelation. So mm -hmm. he sort of taught me how to, I th anyone who looked at the paintings like that sort of realized there's so many different ways of looking at the same thing, which yeah. kind of ties back in with my, uh, my artist statement there. So if there's so much you can't know, you mm -hmm. could really paint the same thing. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. And, um, I think that that's, that's so beautiful, yes. And um, hopefully they're gonna rebuild the Cathedral of Notre Dame. I haven't caught up with that recently, but. Yeah, me neither. It was yeah. so upsetting, but I've kind of been distracted by other things. <laughs> other upsetting things that happened. Um, yes, speaking of that, I would love to talk to you about what you have been doing with your figure drawing because um, you are a, you do a lot of still lifes and you do a lot of, um, yeah, you, so you paint a lot of still lifes, but you also, and landscapes, but you also are a very um, masterful figure painter. And so um, not being able to work like in classes with live models, um, at least I haven't heard of any, but you have been doing something very interesting, joining these Zoom collectives, which have figures that you can paint there. So I would love to talk to you about your experience doing that. Oh my gosh, it's so interesting you say that because just this morning on my Instagram account, I, I spoke a little bit about that. I posted a little bit about just how amazing it is, these, these groups. So these groups, stop me if I'm not answering exactly what you wanted, but I could talk a long time about this. Um, yeah, these, <laughs> these groups are amazing. So there's various Zoom groups have arisen uh, that do portrait and figure modeling and the models are live which to me i've got to say is the most exciting way to draw and paint people i i'm a member of a very small portrait group that used to meet once a month and we would hire a model and paint together um and of course i go out and paint a landscape from from life but and in my still lives it's of course only from from actual observation but I mean, I'm not against at all working from photos. I totally use re photo reference and I think it's of course a good idea sometimes, but there's something when you're studying and learning that it's really exciting to paint from life. So yeah. mm -hmm. I, I don't even know how I heard about this first one, but someone told me about a drawing group, a drawing club, like, a, like an art center in Glasgow, Scotland, back to Scotland, mm -hmm. that was running a group and, and I was like, really? How did they do that? You know, I have no idea how this works. And he said, oh, it's kind of cool. There's this thing called Zoom. This was in the early days. So I didn't even know what Zoom was. Oh, so. wow. 
I mean, I had heard of it, but I hadn't really tried it much. So anyway, I sort of tentatively went on and, and tried one and I was instantly hooked. It was amazing. Um, and it was so fun just to hang out with all these other artists, really from all over the world. There's a preponderance of them were from Scotland, but uh, clearly other people had caught on way before I had. And so there were mm. people from all over the world in this group. And um, you can, t and there were breaks where you'd talk together and show each other your work. And oh, that's neat. It was wow. just so energizing. I, I felt like a whole new world opened up to me. So rather than being trapped, as you said, without being able to go and paint a person like I used to do or paint a figure, mm -hmm. I now had this whole world opened up. So mm -hmm. once I got into that, I've heard of other groups and other models doing this. So I feel like I've traveled from the Philippines to Glasgow, Scotland, to Australia, to London, to Spain. Wow. It's, like, it's, it's amazing. They're hosted everywhere. And you might have a group that's um, in the in the Midlands of England, but their their model lives in Barcelona. <laughs> so that's so cool. So it's wait. so cool. So they have so the model poses, so the model sets up their own basically their own camera yes okay and so then they can they be anywhere they can be anywhere the only thing that that that's problematic sometimes is the time difference so you have to be careful i've you know I've, especially with when the, the time changes uh in the spring and fall I, you might get mixed up at least that's what i've done right. <laughs> a few times like oh no i've missed an hour <laughs> because i i thought it was starting next soon. yeah and are they free or do you pay or is it a membership thing? Well, they really vary a ton. Uh, it, it's so amazing. Um, so the first one I attended was, I was told, oh, it's free, which sort of actually made me feel like I could try it, like just to see. And it turned out it wasn't so much free as donation only. So, hmm. and they said, you don't have to pay, but if you felt like it, you could, you know, Venmo, the model five pounds or something. So oh, that's nice. Yeah, happy to do that. And so a lot of them are like that where it's donation only. Some are, uh, they definitely cost more. So some you have to pay in advance and they might be, you know, anywhere between $10, $15, $20 uh, seems to be about the highest I've seen. Okay. I'm not really sure of the distinction. Some of the free or the really low cost ones seem just as good as the ones that cost $20 or, or so, but you just don't know. So there's a bit of a grab bag element too. Okay. If you, unless you know the model, models vary in their ability to light themselves and to pose you know, well within hmm. their, their own constraints. But some models are, are just amazing at it. They just have it down. You know, they know wow. they have their lights and they have their backdrop and they know all about the camera distortion and they are just just champions. And yeah. then others are, are more amateurish, but sometimes it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Still yeah, fun. that's really interesting. And um, so with life, for me, when I draw from life, I, I love it because you really like, sense and you get the energy of the person and you you feel you feel a connection to the person because you're like in the same room and you're like yeah. you're witnessing them and you know they're alive right there um and That's so right. I feel like that kind of imbues itself in your your painting or drawing but and from a photograph it can be more static yes um 
Although it's weird. I do feel like if I'm working from a photograph, um, it, it ends up better if I know the person and I've done like, you know, sketches in person, oh, you really yeah. get to sense them. Um, yeah, um, but Absolutely. I could see, I could see how like, if you were to choose between doing a Zoom thing with someone you've never, you know, to, between doing a Zoom um, modeling session with somebody like the model you've never met before, or mm -hmm. just a picture, mm -hmm. I could see why it would be better to do it over Zoom because you do get more of that like life connection. You do. And also people are moving constantly, even the really best models. I mean, models can hold super still. I don't know how they do it, but they're still going to, you know, alter very slightly. They're mm -hmm. breathing. They may have to scratch their face. You know, during the breaks, they, they smile and chat and move their heads. So you can sort of see them in the round, whereas a photo, you, it's pretty static, um, flat image. Mm -hmm. um, I actually don't mind photos so much, but Here's an interesting thing. There's a new hybrid where people are doing sort of short video loops and using those to draw and paint from. Oh, so what's that? So someone might pose for say 10 minutes uh, at whatever amount of time and be filmed just holding the pose. So you are getting some of the twitches, you know, the little breathing. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they pose for any, any amount of time, five to 20 minutes say, and then they just loop it so you keep uh, I've been in a few groups like that, but I've got to say, I don't like those at all. I don't feel the, I don't, it feels like a weird zombie state <laughs> where the model, like it looks alive, but I'm not feeling that they're alive. Like I'd really yeah. rather use a photograph almost in that case, which I know is odd. I think plenty of people like the videos, but I don't, I want either the life the actual person who's sneezing or scratching their head or saying, oh, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom or whatever it is. <laughs> I like that yes. part. The real life, it's very inspiring. Mm -hmm. Or else, like you said, a photo of someone who you've worked with or you have some knowledge of yeah. feel, feels really good too. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, um, what are you working on these days, Nancy? Well, because I'm in the middle of this challenge, <laughs> this strata challenge, yeah. I'm working on a lot of uh, small still life paintings um, because that seems to be something I can do really quickly and okay. uh, enjoy. Um, but I've already mixed it up a little. I, I did a self portrait as my first one because I felt a little, I don't know, uh, wrong footed or something that day. I just was like, oh my God, it's today. I gotta start, ah! And I just, <laughs> I didn't feel like painting a still life, so I painted myself in this, in this hat. I know, I loved that painting. <laughs> it was so, like, immediate. It felt so you. So. It was so fast. It was sort of towards the end of the day, and I was like, oh, my God, I've got to get this done. <laughs> so so there, that's the thing about the challenge. It's quite good that way. Um, so I'm doing that. I, I'm definitely working on a lot of portraits. I'm still doing a, a ton of uh, portraits, usually. i sort of engaged on a project of trying to paint every person in my family oh, <laughs> so, and I mean extended family as well cousins oh, and, uh, wow. so uh, I, I'm sort of going pretty slow it's been kind of funny I, I sent out the word that I'm eager to paint everybody in the family and uh, I sort of assumed I'd get lots of people excitedly you know mm -hmm. sending me photos again it's photos but it's people who I know you know well and love and in fact, all I got was a second cousin said, hey, you want to paint my dog? Oh my God. <laughs> so, 
so I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. So I painted her dog and she was very happy with that, but it was <laughs> a little, uh, a little humbling. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's gotten a little better. I think people were just wary, like, what? Why does yeah. she want to paint us? Is this oh going to look normal? Yes, I have several stories about like. There's been a couple times where I've like approached random people to be like, "Can I paint you?" Uh, or I'll like write to random people on the internet and be like, "I I would love to paint you." And uh, um, at the beginning when I was doing this, and this is like right, you know, during college after and right after college the first couple of times I did that especially to a stranger it can feel like you're you're being like stalkerish you're like yeah um I just think you're really cool and I want to paint you <laughs> um oh my gosh I know what you mean yeah but people are usually like very flattered um once yeah. you like kind of lay it out for them and be like you wouldn't have to sit for me you know, unless you wanted to, um, I just take a picture or, you know, use one of your other pictures and you just basically get get permission from them. Um, but I still get nervous whenever I like ask to paint somebody. Oh my gosh. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely a little nerve wracking to do that. And yet I know what you mean. You see somebody and you're just caught by their looks like, oh my goodness. Oh, I would love to paint that person. Mm-hmm. And you almost, you do feel a little stalkerish, don't you? Like, you know, you're trying not to stare. And like, wow. Yes, yes. I, and take, I wish I could sneak a picture of, of this person, but it's not going to be good if you sneak a picture. You know? I know. And it doesn't even have to be that you like feel that they're very attractive or something. No, oh, no, no. There's nothing. It's really not stalkerish in that way. It's right. No, it's not like, at all. But it, you, it, but see you really, and you, like, can see the painting that they're like, uh-huh. To be in or something. Um, exactly. No, it's not just because they're a handsome young man or a gorgeous young woman. It's yeah, just yeah. Whatever. You're just like, whoa! Look at that. That. Oh, I right. really want that. Oh my gosh, it's funny. Or like, I have to capture. Yeah, yeah, that's what. That, that's a funny feeling. Uh, yeah, I have um, never had the nerve to go up to a total stranger in life and do it. I've done it a few times on the internet. And like you said, people are always so flattered, but still I'm sweating as I type. Like, oh, I hope they don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. They never do. They're, you know, at least so far. Yeah. But um, in life, I haven't managed to do it. But I was interviewing an, an artist. I also do some art writing. I was interviewing a wonderful artist um, named Mary. Oh gosh, I'm blanking on her last name. Maybe Shu. Uh, I'll look it up. But she said she lives in Chicago and she does approach people. And she said, "But I live alone. My studio is where I live. I can't invite them back to my apartment because." Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. She's so brave though. So she invites people to meet her at like a public park. And I think she said she gets about a 50% rate. <laughs> oh, wow. But she also offers to pay them. So she always, look, she paints from life only, never from photos. So she mm-hmm. says, okay, I mean, I know this is in position, but I would love to paint you. Here's my card. You can go look at my website. I'm not weird. I'm not a stalker. Um, I could meet you at whatever, the corner park, you know, next Saturday, if you want to come. And I think she so she said sometimes it doesn't work out and sometimes it does she live in new york she lives in chicago oh chicago okay so i guess in the winter she doesn't get much of a chance to do this because it's so cold there but I yeah. guess she does it mostly in the summer but she does have some very cool subjects from for being brave like that you know just yeah you know um so i 
actually am an art collector. I have one piece, actually I have two pieces that I've bought from artists. And one of them is Stephen S. Sale. Oh gosh, you have a Stephen S. Sales? (gasps) Love his work. Yes, I went um, and picked out a drawing. I mean, I could only afford a drawing from him, but um, while I was there in his studio, um, he asked, I asked him, um, you know, where do you get your models? Cause he has these very, all these very striking, interesting models. If you know his work, Stephen Assail, um, he does people from every walk of life. And many of them are in the, these like crazy costumes. And um, so I asked him, you know, where do you meet these people? And he said, oh, I just, you know, I meet them on the street. And I, you know, I see someone and I say, I would really love to paint you and come to my studio. And um, he's just, he's like, oh yeah, I, I do it all the time. And most people say yes, he said, um, but he's a very established, very well, well-known artist. Um, but still. Oh, wow. That's so great. Yeah. Well, I think too, it's different if you're, I, I, I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be at all of this subversive here but it, I think it's different if you're like an older if you're a middle-aged man <laughs> and maybe you even have a studio assistant or two and you know you're not right. taking people back to your home you have a, a studio oh, totally. in a building and so things are a little different I'm not saying he's not brave he is brave that's amazing that he can do that yeah but I think women have a few extra layers of security to worry about I totally totally agree so the artist, I, I actually did mean to credit her because she was so, she is so cool. Her name is Mary Shan. I'm not saying it right because it is Chinese, but it's Q-I-A-N. And she she is just a terrific painter and she does uh, actually stop people on the street. <laughs> so, Very cool. I'll look her up. Yeah, take a look for her. She's awesome. Amazing. Well, Nancy, do you have any other words of advice or wisdom for artists who are just starting out or um, just any advice in general you Mm. want to share or thoughts? Sure. I I think that um, as we've all learned recently, things never go the way you think they're going to go. So you have a very clear picture in your head of of how you think, you know, your art career is going to progress or this or that. And and it's just not going to do that. So you might have some control. I'm not saying you have zero control or you're batted around by the forces of nature, but you don't have as much control as you think. So just accept that and do control what you can and accept what you can't control and just sort of try to go with it. There's going to be periods where things like don't seem to be working or you're stalled and then things will open up again. So just have faith in that, that uh, things will be constantly changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is so true of just life in general. And sometimes things are going to be great and you're going to be excited and feeling on top of the world. And sometimes they're not going to be so great. Yeah. And just, you just have to keep going and things will just keep moving forward. And yeah. Like the cycles, like the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, that's sort of pretty general, I suppose. Did you have? Oh, that's specific? good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, re- that's really good. And, and where can, where can we find your, um, work? Where can we purchase your work right now? <laughs> well, I'm showing it a, strangely, I'm showing it a bunch of small work shows, um, right now, or I guess some of them just closed, but, um, but probably the best way to, to see my work is to look at it on, uh, Instagram. Okay. Now I, I have to say, I'm, sh- I've been shamefully bad about not updating my website which is nancybmiller.com okay. uh, and B Miller, it's B-E-A Miller. But mm-hmm. it's, um, 
I find Instagram so easy to use and so fun mm -hmm. that I've just sort of gone over to that, I would say. Um, mm -hmm. And I do link to the galleries they show at too, obviously. So if I'm in a gallery show, I will certainly be talking about that on Instagram. Um, Amazing. But my Instagram account, is that okay to do that? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I'm not trying to, I don't Absolutely. want to be commercial or anything, but so my Instagram account is my full name, which is Nancy B. Miller. And that's N-A-N-C-Y, B as in boy, E-A, Miller, underscore artwork. So Nancy B. Miller, underscore artwork. It's it's so long. I wish I had made a cute short one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will link it in all of the show notes so people- Oh my gosh, that's so nice of you. Yeah, yeah of that, course. That's probably the best way to see my newest work. And then if you want to see old work, go ahead over to my website, which has not been updated since 20. 15 or so. Okay. <laughs> it's just pretty shameful now that I think about it. I better get on that. I just don't know what I've been doing all year. I should have been like updating my website. And, You've been making work and, and teaching as well. You, yeah, you know. I've been doing a lot of teaching, you know, the life of the adjunct professor. And yeah. as, you know, as you well know, Jessica. Yeah. So it's, uh, all it's all right. really fun. And that's how well, life keeps going. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Nancy. I so appreciate your time and your wisdom and sharing what you've learned with us um, from your experience doing the challenges and um, your thoughts about um, you know, life drawing versus these new Zoom groups. Very interesting. Um, and yeah, people can, you know, you can click in the link in the show notes to get to explore Nancy's work. Um, you can leave her a comment, talk to her, buy her work sign up for her classes. Um, and yeah, just um, thank you so much, Nancy. And I guess I will talk to you soon. Oh, yeah. It was such a pleasure, Jessica. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Have a great night. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed listening, it would mean so much to me if you would give it a five-star rating. In fact, if you screenshot your rating and send it to me on Instagram at Visionary Artist Salon or at Jessica Libor Studio, I will give you a shout out as a thank you. I also wanted to let you know that I've created a gift for you from my heart that I'm so excited to share with you. It is a free guide called 30 Days to 3K, the definitive guide to authentically increase your art sales. In this 15-page guide, I share how I've created amazing results in selling my art online while retaining the worth of my art and feeling authentic. I'm sharing the process that has worked to get the results for me. All you have to do to get it is go to my coaching website, www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com and enter your email and it'll be delivered right to your inbox. I hope it brings you so much value and let me know how it works for you. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you soon. Remember that you are already worthy and everything you make is an expression of your unique spirit. Now go forth and create.